Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. Independent thoughts. Independent life. This is Chad Benson. The president insisting he's got nothing to worry about. The testimony has all been fine. I mean, for the most part, I never even heard of these people. I have no idea who they are. But in a letter sent to Congress, former National Security Advisor John Bolton's lawyer says his client was personally involved in many of the events, meetings, and conversations that investigators have already heard about, as well as many relevant meetings and conversations that have not yet been discussed. I don't know how many times I have to tell people it has nothing to do with, oh, just look at the, just go look at the transcript. It has nothing to do with that. Zero, zilch, nada. What they're trying to do is put together a case where you look and go, oh, he did this, 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 this. He ordered this, this, this. People did this, 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 and this. Then the phone call happened. Everything else means nothing. Right? Everything else means nothing. The phone call could have been the greatest phone call all time. Again, we got rid of phones after I did the phone call. None of that stuff matters. What matters for them is putting together enough stuff that they have no choice in the Democrats' mind that, hey, we got to get rid of this guy. We have no choice. I mean, look at this. Look at all of the things that he's done. Look at all of this stuff. Now, Bolton probably has a lot of information, but here's something very interesting about Bolton and whether or not he's even going to talk. In a letter sent to Congress, former National Security Advisor John Bolton's lawyer says his client was personally involved in many of the events, meetings, and conversations. The president insisting he's got nothing to worry about. The testimony has all been fine. I mean, for the most part, I never even heard of these people. Okay, so you never heard of these people. But think about this. The letter he sent also inside said what? Even though I know all of these things, I'm going to wait until the court decides whether or not I actually have to talk. He wants a decision from the court, Bolton does. He wants a decision from the court that says, you should go and speak. You have no choice. You have to do this. And if they say no, then I guess he's not going to do it. I find that to be interesting. So you send a letter saying, yeah, I was involved in some stuff. I know I got some information. Oh, by the way, I'm not going to show up unless I absolutely positively must. Isn't that weird? It's weird. The whole thing is at this point in time, you know, uh, it's, it's just, it's an odd thing. It is. But we're waiting for that thing. What is that thing? That one big thing. That is going to go, whoa, they have no choice. But there's 30 to 40% of Americans who love Trump, who he is, don't understand the Constitution or care about it. They care about him. That's not real. He is. And they're not going to let him go. And if you're a Republican, are you going to go against those people who are potential voters one day? That's a very real question. Timeline is going to be, we got, what, some hearings next week, some more after that. Maybe, you know, Thanksgiving week we'll have a few more. Potentially middle of the month, next month, unless something crazy happens, they'll have a vote. 
and then it'll be towards the end of G- uh, December, early January, before they even start talking about, uh, you know, holding the the trial in the Senate. It's going to be a very interesting situation as they think breaks down. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. You could tweet at us. And now there's a debate whether or not the whistleblower is actually the whistleblower. <sighs> All right, Becky. I liked Baby It's Cold Outside. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. But in this day and age of wokeness, mm-hmm. of course, people thought, oh, my God, it's it's basically very date raping. And we're like, OK, you just stop. You're always a victim, people. So John Legend, Kelly Clarkson, they did a good job, but they redid it. <sighs> I knew they were going to, but I haven't heard it. So you've actually heard it. Oh, we're both adults, so who's keeping score? Okay. No, that line. Mm. That's it. That that right there is like it sounds great, but I just I was okay with it up until that line is like we got to put this in there somehow, and it just doesn't flow. It's not melodic, and it's not. I don't know. No. Well, just... I mean, the whole thing was it was. And remember, first of all, some of those words mean something totally different now. Secondly, uh, and this is the thing that makes me laugh is is. Who complained? Like, who got to the point where they were like, they're banning? Like, how many people? Was it one or two? It was one people? person. It was that one person that ruined it for everybody. Yeah. Like, we're going to talk later because uh, there's people in England who are campaigning to try to stop people from clapping because it upsets what? people and it triggers them. Clapping? Yes. It triggers them It upsets how? them. Because the applause is not directed at them? No, because it just it's upsetting. It could be loud and it can make them uncomfortable and they have... Uh, Oh, loud noises upset yeah. them. So oh, gotcha. we're going to stop everything. What they're, yeah, that's what they're... No, 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 not even that. Not even that. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Yeah. Remember jazz hands? I know jazz hands well. Yes. I know. You know who taught me that? Who? Alonzo. Really? Grand. You yeah, taught him about jazz, jazz hands? Jazz hands and spear fingers. Yeah. I know well, a little bit about jazz hands. Spirit fingers like this. So jazz hands is this spirit fingers. Jazz hands can also just be flat and just move. Oh, can they? I'll how, teach you a jazz square later and we'll have you dancing. How do you, like, if you don't like something, is... And you don't put your hands up. Do you, do you just go down? Like, you just don't put them up. You don't put them up. Oh. Just like you don't applaud. Oh, like that. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah. Oh. Oh, listen to the crowd. Hey, here's the crowd. <laughs> oh, they're excited. What happens when... Here, like, so yesterday we had uh, Paul Mercurio here. It was, it was great. It's funny. You know, he's going to be uh, on stage tonight, House of Comedy, get out there and see him. What I find to be very interesting is what happens when, because you're seeing at the comedy clubs, what happens when people are going to be like, I don't know if we should be laughing too loud because we're going to start upsetting. And maybe the music's too loud. Or it's like, I went to a concert and the music was too loud. Like, it, 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 what is wrong? And this okay boomer thing. Yeah. Are you a boomer? You're not a boomer. I'm not You're a boomer. No, but I know what I know what okay boomer means. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it out there. It's You're like a every Xer. it's like everything anybody older than you says. Yeah. It's like get over yourself. Yeah. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Here's how it really is. Just, Let me tell you how it's like what it's like today. Yeah. Yeah, cuz we know it we know it's best. We know it's, you know. Yeah. Hold on a second. While I play on the internet and tell everybody how horrible you are. But because I, you guys invented that? I will say I do think millennials have it rougher in some veins because keep in mind there's a lot more that now we quote have to have and it cost a lot more to live we didn't have cell phones when we grew up no but now everybody's got to pay for that too and that ain't cheap oh you know that world is horrible you mean they that this this computer that walks around in your hand isn't cheap 
We would have paid for cell phones if we had them. Uh, my parents wouldn't have. No. <laughs> okay, boomer. Let me tell you. <laughs> my dad was so cheap, he wouldn't even get touch-tone phone service. Oh, my Lord. Until they completely got rid of dial. Remember call waiting when you had to click the thing and click yeah. over? Oh, yeah. my God. You guys yeah. have no... In fact, you know what? <laughs> we come back. We're going to talk about the first phone, but we're also going to talk about the money. How much money is it? That makes you happy in certain places when you live like in big cities. We're going to break down Phoenix compared to one city in Northern California that is just shocking. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. And there is no drama tonight because of the baby llama, baby. It's the Chad Benson Show, Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. We deal this. Mueller, arrest me. Chad will trade you two perjury charges for one collusion and throw in a reduced charge of obstruction for free. Yeah, I'd do that. For just listening to The Chad Benson Show. Yeah! Listen to what he says here. Wait, what are you still living home? So really <laughs> well, I will say some of it's kind of clever. Why do you still live at your house? <laughs> because I got lots of student debt. I can't get a job and I'm always triggered. <laughs> Does money buy happiness? Yes or no? It can buy less misery. Of course it does. It buys peace of mind. Yes. Let's be real. So Purdue did this big study. And I just found it so interesting. And it was about, because they've done a lot of studies about whether or not it could buy happiness. And there is a certain level of of happiness it can buy. Let's not pretend. Uh, But it's very interesting. So what they want to do is pinpoint the amount of money where money no longer changes your level of emotional well-being, right? So you get to a certain level where, you know, your well-being is fine, life evaluation, your emotional well-being was measured according to a person's day-to-day emotions. So happiness, excited, sad, angry, it's satisfaction when it comes to life evaluation was defined in terms of satisfaction, influenced by higher goals, comparisons to others, things like that. So it's very interesting. So here's the way it looks out. This is the way it breaks out. Globally. Individuals need income about sixty to seventy-five thousand, right, for emotional well-being. Ninety-five thousand for life evaluation, and the ideal income for satisfaction in North America is one hundred five thousand dollars. So they have all the fifty big cities here. So Cleveland, like you don't, you need eighty grand, like for like happiness. Happiness, what? Is that a one person or a family? I, 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 by the, I think it's 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 a it's a household. Okay. Not quite sure there, but you know, I mean, I'm looking at this going, really, eighty thousand for one person's not too bad. You got four people on that eighty grand, it's a little harder. So, but oh, I don't know. They, they said it, it might just be one person, but this is this to get ready for this. Now, this is these are the cities. So you go through it. I'm looking at. I'm like, oh my god, like you know, this is this is crazy. You know, like some of them are like, you know, El Paso's ninety one. That's for super happiness. Denver's one hundred and fifty one. Where we we're sitting pretty good, right? We're sitting we're sitting all right. I mean, Mesa's one hundred and twenty. Phoenix is about the same for happiness. Okay. San Francisco. Oh my gosh, three hundred and twenty thousand yep. dollars. Yep, absolutely. Like a hundred grand more than New York 
or and then second was San Jose. San Jose is like two hundred and seventy grand or so. two hundred eleven grand in Oaktown. That's Oakland, kids. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Oakland. Yes, it's interesting. Well, you have to have all that because you have to have enough to make you happy while you're there, and then yeah. the rest of it is so you can get yeah. out of town. Emotional well-being here, Phoenix, sixty-eight grand, about eighty-five thousand. You feel okay. Your emotional well-being. You're happy. Life. Your emotions aren't changing. You. You feel You're satisfied. Good. You can then uh, the evaluation is about 170 grand. Like I. I can. I can try to move up. Everything is good. My life is good. Happy. Happy is about 120 grand. Which is. That's eh, not. It's not the worst, right? But man, 320 grand. 320 grand in California. After everything, you're walking with a buck 80, and you still can't even afford to live. Yeah. That's insane. That is insane. That why, do beautiful. People, why do people even stay? I have no idea. I, I wonder. We're going to talk about homelessness later, but I, I, I often wonder, especially people who are on the bridge, uh, on the brink of being homeless and struggling. The weather. I got news for you. Enjoy. Put a jacket on, and wear shorts every once in a while. Deal with the bit of the seasons, and live a life where you're not losing it. Because I see it's, it's insane. I have no idea why some people yeah, stay. I don't either. I don't. 323 538 2423 at Chad Benson. Ciao. Twitter. Oh, no llama, because I see a drama. Llama in the house. Oh, espresso. Yeah. Would you like a little espresso with your wild animal in the studio? The Chad Benson Show, Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Got that sniffling, sneezing, stuffy head thing going on? Time for your daily dose of vitamin chat. It is the Channimal segment, probably my favorite segment that I do in radio that I love so much. Joining us now is always... Christy Morcom, Director of Media Relations of Wildlife World Zoo Aquarium and Safari Park. And today you've brought in... A baby lava, which is called a Kriya. Hi, Kriya. But your name is... Espresso. Espresso. You and I say espresso, but it is espresso. But we were supposed to do this a while ago. So many people have crowded around espresso to take pictures. It is amazing. It is incredible. And she's a whopping about a month old, give or take? Yeah, give or take a little bit. These guys are just really incredible creatures because even a few minutes, a few minutes, few hours after being born, they're able to start cruising around with the herd. I love that. I yeah. love that. So here's something, though, because uh, it lives outdoors. Is the weather all year fine? for them? It is. So these guys are extremely adaptable. They've been domesticated for 5,000 years and they're very hardy animals. They were domesticated to be used as pack animals and they're often referred to as the South American cousin to the camel because they can pack around a quarter of their body weight and trek 10 miles up a mountain, no problem. And uh, I gave espresso a couple of bottles of milk, which was like goat's milk? Yes. Very adaptable to milk then. (laughs) Very adaptable to milk. And she's already eating solids too. These guys transition over to solids very quickly. And they're very similar to a goat, but she still likes her bottles. No, of course she does. Uh, Talking (laughs) to uh, Christy Morgan, Director of Media Relations, Wildlife World Zoo, Aquarium and Safari Park. So you go out, you've got a couple babies there. So what's like the gestation period for, for, for the llamas? About a year. Oh, whoa. Yeah. So they have a very long gestation period. And people can come out and see Espresso up close because she's being hand-raised inside our baby animal nursery. I'm sorry, inside our petting zoo. And uh, people are able to go in and pet her and feel just how soft she is. Yeah. Because they're 
fiber is softer, warmer, and lighter than sheep's wool. It's also water resistant, which is fun. So these guys just have remarkable fiber. That is so awesome. So I, I mean, she's so curious. She's wandering around here. And again, <laughs> I've never, we were joking. She's probably the most uh, photographed llama in the history of at least America. So they, you know, a lot of people make pets of these things and they're actually decent pets. I mean, the, the reality is, especially for, you know, people have goats and chickens and stuff. A lot of people have llamas. Yeah. And just like any animal, you want to go out and do your research because they have specialized needs and they get very large. A llama can get over 400 pounds. Um, but people with lots of property definitely sometimes own these guys as pets absolutely what's going on at the uh, uh, checking out out there you got a bunch of new stuff i've seen oh you all gosh. the time what's your newest little baby besides this because i've seen you on a couple shows you got little babies running around what are they we do and with over six thousand animals we always have something new being born i think my favorite newest baby is the baby giraffe. Yes, yeah, so now we have two baby giraffes. <laughs> uh, now, the, there is two other baby llamas that are at the zoo, but their mom's got a hold of them. And so they're, uh, do boys and girls, are they differ in the attitudes? Oh, absolutely. So boys tend to be a little bit more dominant. They are protectors of the herd. And um, the female tend to not be as dominant, but they can be very protective when they have a little baby Korea. And the two babies we have on exhibit are little baby boys. Oh, what's their names? That is a good question. I haven't heard their names yet. Have you heard? Jasper and Casper. Stop. That is so cute. Jasper and Casper, <laughs> says Brie over there. Look at oh that. Gosh. That is hilarious. Uh, Love it. So, uh, you know, always talk about, we always talk about like the, the, the zoo side, but you guys have an aquarium there. And, and somebody asked me, uh, I said, oh, you know, we got our favorite segments. They said, what, what happens at the aquarium? Oh, the aquarium is phenomenal. People are always shocked when they come out because the aquarium is so large. It has over 80 indoor animal exhibit buildings, um, different exhibits. It's four giant buildings. And then we have a bunch of marine mammals. We have our sea lions with three little sea lion youngsters over there. And they do sea lion shows. And it's just really a great time and a wonderful area to escape the weather if it's a little warm that day or a little cool. I love that. I love that. Talking to uh, Chrissy Morgan, Director of Media Relations, Wildlife World Zoo Aquarium and Safari Park. As we, we talk about, like, it, we were just talking earlier because, you know, zoos at times get a bad rap. That, that's the reality of this world, especially in the woke world where everything should be out there, this, that, and the other. But I, as I try to explain to people, here's the thing. Without places like this and even SeaWorld and things like that, we wouldn't actually probably appreciate or understand a lot of these things. These things in the zoos and the sea worlds of the world have given us not only appreciation, but the opportunity to study in ways that never before. But on top of that, so many people come from around the world and they're never going to see 99% of these things ever in the wild. That's right. And unfortunately, the mass public will never see 99% of these things in the wild because the wild isn't what it used to be. Yeah. A lot of these animals are only surviving and thriving in zoos and under human care. And in the wild, they're suffering and they're becoming endangered or even extinct. That's crazy. Okay. What's the rarest animal you guys have there? Oh, gosh. There's so many. We have so many rare and endangered animals. Um, we have Dama. Gazelle. They uh, There's only a couple hundred left in the wild. They were considered to be extinct from the wild at one point. And it's because of zoos that they uh, have, they're thriving under human care. So for that reason, they will not go extinct. They'll yeah. always survive under human care because zoos have really stepped in in conserving these animals. But in the wild, they're not doing so good. And those couple hundred that I mentioned are only existing on private land reserves. This one was a question. Somebody said, we, they go, hey, next time you talk to Christy, ask her this. 
what's the animal there that you're like that animal scares me that's the one right there that's like that that even scares some of the like you know it's like okay never turn your back never get in you know just you gotta be careful who is it okay that's a great question the cassowary Oh, really? Yeah. So explain to everybody what a cassowary is. Okay, so a cassowary is like a really cool-looking ostrich. They are really prehistoric-looking. They look kind of like dinosaur birds, <laughs> and they're a little bit smaller than ostrich. They have this really awesome cask on the top of their head, but they have raptor-like feet. Yes. And they can be very dangerous. There's been lots of documented deaths due to cassowaries. They're found in Australia, and those feet are deadly. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Chris Borgner here, uh, Director of Media Relations, Wildlife World Zoo, Aquarium and Safari Park. So people coming out, what, what's the exciting thing going on right now? People should be coming out and seeing and checking out. Definitely our baby animal nursery. We still have little Collie in the nursery being raised. Aww. We have a baby armadillo, a African blue diker, which is the world's smallest antelope. And then, of course, oh my gosh, those two baby giraffes I can't even get over because out in the pasture, they just look so magnificent and tiny, even though they're both over six feet tall. And to have two baby giraffes right next to each other, it's just such a heartwarming sight to see. That is awesome. Here we have wild animals uh, and sometimes pets uh, are wild animal food. I found that out when my cat escaped about uh, two, three months ago and uh, never to be seen from again because uh, uh, we have a lot of coyotes and uh, you're seeing more of that even places like Scottsdale where there's been what seven, eight animals that have been uh, snacked on by coyotes especially places like Scottsdale and those places on the outskirts. And we're going to continue to see more of that, unfortunately, as we continue to grow and urbanization and we're really moving into their territory. Yeah. What's the if, if, if the average person here here in Arizona, what would you be most likely to come in contact with as far as the animals that are wild? Definitely the coyotes. Yeah. What yeah. else we have? What else we have? We have, we have rattlesnakes, stuff like that. Bobcats? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have bobcats. Um, I actually saw bobcat out at my house. Um, so you're going to see the bobcats more on the outskirts. Um, I think coyotes are starting to venture in more than the bobcats are. Um, I've heard of people seeing mountain lions and definitely the javelina. Oh, yeah, the javelina. Ooh. Yeah. I love having you on. Always great. Uh, Chrissy Morgan, Director of Media Relations uh, for Wildlife World Zoo Aquarium and Safari Park. As always, I love having you on. And thank you so much for bringing espresso where I'm not even quite sure where <laughs> espresso's gone. Did somebody come in the sales area and steal espresso? I feel like somebody, everybody's looking in here. We are an aquarium right now. As always, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Chad Benson Show. It's KTR News. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Chad Benson loves lemonade. No wonder his show is two parts tart to one part sweet. Time for a refill. Cheers. Hey, join us Monday, November 11th at the 2019 Phoenix Veterans Day Parade as we honor our heroes. This year's Grand Marshal is the one, the only, Loretta Swit. Oh, yeah! The parade will begin at 11 a.m. It starts at Central and Bethany Home Roads. For more information, go to honoringamericasveterans.org. Becky and myself will be a couple of people out there doing it, talking on the microphone. So get yourself out there. It is an amazing, amazing, amazing day. As we honor those veterans, think about those men and women who sacrificed so much for us so we could have children around the globe be upset about clapping.
What is upsetting, genuinely, about clapping? So it's actually not just for people with anxiety, it's also people who use hearing aids, clapping can be disruptive to that. People who have sensory processing issues, it can be very distressing and overwhelming to have those loud, sudden noises. Oh, goodness me, not loud, sudden noises. Somebody's clapping. I went to a place where they clap. This is something real. Earlier... In the week, a uh, kind of—I guess you would call him a reality star—but he's pretty big over there. His name is Freddie Bentley. Uh, this is the 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 snowflake world. When when you hear things such as "Okay, Boomer, understand what Boomer did and the way that they went about the world," right? And and the greatest generation, and as they enjoy all of the amazing things in life and safeties and freedoms that they have, all of us. Let's not forget that. So now they don't want you to clap. They want you to do jazz hands earlier in the week, also on the show in the BBC. It was an, a hard situation in World War II, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm being disrespectful in that way whatsoever. However, I will stand by the point that I don't think it's as educational in the way that we, you know, there's so many problems going on in the world at the moment, like Brexit that's not taught in schools and um, climate change, which is a situation that I feel like we should be aware of. And, you know, when I left school, I felt like it hit me like a ton of bricks because I didn't know anything in general life. I didn't know, and I thought want people. He also went on to say, uh, first of all, so he's worried that, you know, you're learning about World War II and you don't need to, and then it's also very upsetting. <laughs> is this the insanity of the world we live in? It absolutely is. My goodness me. I just, how do you do it? And you couple that with the awful Christmas song that's out, you know, this PC bizarre Christmas world that we live in. Here's Baby, It's Cold Outside. They had to redo it because apparently the other one was very upsetting to people. I've got to go away. I can call you right. This evening has been I'm so glad that so Oh, God, that's John Legend and Kelly Clarkson. So they had to remake it in a more PC-friendly way. This is the stuff that frustrates people. I'm telling you guys, it frustrates a lot of people, frustrates me. It should frustrate you. Hey, I want to touch on something really quick. I got a great email today uh, from a guy named Aaron. Very cool. Going on this weekend. Right, chance to help out the veterans who are suffering with PTSD, uh, sinful skin uh, tattoos, and piercing presents the Veterans Day Walk Up 2019. A bunch of uh, people are getting together, and you're going to get tatted if you want to get tatted. Right, so tattoo design itself will cost anywhere between fifty and two hundred dollars, and all the proceeds raised from these tattoos are going to go directly to the Arizona chapter of the PTSD Foundation of America. I just thought it was awesome, as you know, I love tattoos and whatnot. So check them out at ptsdusa.org slash phoenix uh it's a really good event and uh just cool way to they're utilizing their art to help people three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at chad benson show twitter c-h-a-d-b-e-n-s-o-n it's the chad benson show it's arizona's news station